Welcome to the War and Beast podcast, the podcast that when it gets bored, decides to try and play giant ping pong or ping ball, <laughs> pinball. Yeah, I'll say it right eventually. I'm Greg. I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. I have nothing wrong. I miss my joke, too. I'm Kendall. <laughs> I have nothing wrong. <laughs> I was okay. going to say, I don't think there's anything wrong with giant uh, ping, ping pong. Either, yeah. Either, sure. yeah. But I, I was meaning to say pinball because of what happened in the episode. So yeah, yeah. So apparently guess, we're bad guess, at talking. Today. I guess Rat Trap fall, um, enters the great alumni of characters who have become pinball balls, a la Spider Man and Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I, I was, I was hoping you were going to make a monkey ball reference in deference to one of the. Is there a pinball uh, for Twitter that one? You know what? I'm pretty sure sh- it's pretty. Monkey Ball is pretty much like a pin pinballish game. Sure, we'll yeah. say Monkey Ball too then. Yeah, I'm not sure if yeah. it ever happened to Spider-Man in the comics, but I, I had a to play I had that. a game called Spider-Man vs. the Kingpin, where Mysterio's level was he put you in a giant ball in a pinball machine. Oh my god! It was pretty. I mean, up. it probably. I'm pretty, pretty sure happened. Arcade has done that to to the X-Men as well. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Ken? I was just gonna, it probably happened sometime, um, but it's not like a famous story. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, good set. Definitely happened, I would say. BT Dub Spider Man yes. vs. the Kingpin is an amazing Sega CD game. And if, you, <laughs> if you're inclined to Sega CD, go get it. <laughs> anyway, we've got an ep- I haven't even said what episode we are watching today. We, we are watching details, season details. three, episode three, Changing of the Guard. That's a lot of threes. That's two threes. It is. One more three, and it would have been three, three, three. Half the number of the beast. Shit. Apocalypse is coming. <laughs> Good thing it's not season six. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Interesting episode. We'll get into it when we get into it, of course. But, uh, Kendall, did, did you have IMDb there? Yes, it is totally up right now uh, on my screen in front of me. That it is in front of me. I totally did not forget to pull it up. There's a lot of trivia for this episode um, about about things. Uh, like, sure, for example, the, the English title for this episode is Changing of the Guard. That's really... I did I had no idea. 
I wasn't literally just told that by Greg like two seconds ago or anything. Um, <laughs> or you okay. know the big the big you know subtitles when the episode starts or anything. That too. Okay, so this is the only episode in which Rampage uses his activation code. Rampage terrorized. Huh. Hmm, I know I did notice he used that, but I didn't I didn't understand why I noticed it. But that makes sense. Hmm. The the changing of the guard traditionally refers to a formal ceremony in England wherein the sentries provide ceremonial guard duties at important institutions are relied on or The changing of the guard traditionally refers to a formal <laughs> ceremony in England wherein the sentries providing ceremonial guard duties at important institutions are relieved by a new batch of sentries. The ceremonies are often elaborate and precisely choreographed. Okay, I read the, that now. That is actually all the the yeah, the trivia. Believe it or not, I was actually when I said there was a lot of trivia, I was stalling while the p- webpage loaded. I never even realized. Really, I I know I'm really good at I'm it's I do subtle things that that uh, you don't even you can't even tell like like Kendall making is, up pieces of trivia. You're a master of subterfuge. Mm. <laughs> My son's going into drama, like studying drama. You you need to teach him your ways. <laughs> That's awesome, though. If we really wanted to be subtle, we would have like put little bookends around that whole bit, so we could have just cut it out and made it seem like it was automatically right, right to the IMDb. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't I don't trust Greg to to edit that kind of stuff. (laughs) Not that Greg doesn't do a good job, but I just uh, you know I'm I'm uh, creative control and stuff. You know, Mm. Greg, I, I I don't. I don't trust it. I don't trust him. Not not suggesting that he would do it, that he would not do it out of laziness, but suggesting that uh, I don't trust him because you know he may be a jerk. Because I'm Canadian. Because <laughs> you're Canadian. <laughs> Gosh darn me and my socialism. <laughs> socialism. Fuck yeah, socialism. That's all I got. What's on the TF wiki, Jordan? Okay, so let's see. There is a uh, couple of continuity errors where it mentions the submersible is supposed to have no energy signature. But if that's the case, where does it get the power to have a computerized heads-up display for radar and damage assessment? Yeah, that or lights. Yeah, lights or the... Or that arm definitely seems like uh, more than just hydraulics. Like it it does. Maybe when Rat Trap's uh, pumping his arms... It's like one of it's like a an exercise bike. Like it's a, <laughs> or maybe like one of those flashlights that you shake in order to charge the battery. Right, right. Yeah. Like and it's and I mean there's a when they say there's no energy signature, there's probably a difference between the amount of energy signature that like a typical like maximal or predicon vehicle that is and some and a little bike. Yeah, and uh, it, true it probably definitely does not have an energon signal. Which yeah, would probably be would be the most telling if if it ha- if it, if it was something like that. Oh yeah, Kendall maybe it's literally just mentioned it, but I didn't catch you saying it. So you're saying it's powered by his kinetic energy by him spinning the thing, right? Right. It could. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what. That's sort of what I was implying. Or I mean, you know, yeah. it might just take diesel. <laughs> I think it's kinetic energy from spinning the thing, but that's just yeah. No one expects diesel. Um, <laughs> Vin Diesel. <laughs> He's gonna, no, play rat, he's, gonna play, he's gonna play rat trap in the movie. I was gonna say <laughs> nobody expects big sexy Kevin Nash, but that's a reference that most people here are not going to get. <laughs> I see Vin Diesel playing wrestling uh, charge, by the way. I mean I know who Kevin yeah. Nash uh, is, so yeah. he he's super shredder. He is super shredder. 
He's also in Magic Mike, and the only reason I know that is because my wife watched it. (laughs) (laughs) You just had to put that in there. You're like, I can't have people challenge my heterosexuality. I must must let them know that it was because my wife watched it. Well, no, I literally did not know he was in it until, like, my wife and her mom were watching it at the house one day, and I just happened to walk (laughs) in the room like, is that Kevin Nash? She's like, yeah, it is. He's stripping. I was like, oh, my God. Which is really really weird because you'd seen the movie six times already. (laughs) <laughs> I just I must have blanked on that. <laughs> it was all just a blur. So, anyways, the other continuity error is that once again, Def Charges uses Maximize to transform into his vehicle mode instead of his robot mode. Mm-hmm. I think Def Charges has never seen the show. I think, like, we were kind of theorizing that he just decided to go backwards, and I guess that's what happened because they keep doing it. So, like. <laughs> Fair, you know it's, that's what Jeff Chart wants to roll. That's what Jeff Chart wants to roll. He's the bad boy of the Maximals. He clearly is. <laughs> he needed a new uh, one after Dinobot left. He's like, <laughs> he's like in in the Sandlot when the when the kid doesn't know who Babe Ruth is. Like he just doesn't. He's trying to be cool, but he just doesn't know the lingo. Yeah, that works. Oh come on! Somebody else besides me and Kendall has to have seen the Sandlot. Nope. It has been forever, and I was trying to remember the right uh, "you're killing me" line. I think it you're might have been Smalls on. Is the line? Yes. <laughs> I think it might have been on at a school trip to a ski lodge once, and I didn't really watch it. <laughs> well, Emily, you have an excuse. You're Canadian. It's it's well, I mean, okay. Craig's Canadian. But I well, saw it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm look. I've seen I've I've been to Tim Hortons too. But but if if a Canadian hadn't been to Tim Hortons, then that that would be weird. Like, you know, you can anyway. I'm just I guess, saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. and Jordan had had seen it. He just didn't he Yeah, just it's just very remember. long time. Yeah. So, well, no, I do remember that little plot line that he didn't know who Babe Ruth was. It's just it's been a while, so and like I said, I was looking up uh to make sure I had the right uh, you're killing me, Smalls. Line. I didn't want to say something stupid like <laughs> squirt or something like that. And just totally squirt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You're killing me, squirt. I mean, that could work. I guess. That would be sure. really weird if that. I just have a very different context for that word. Yeah. <laughs> would have been even better if it was like Squirtle. I'm dying. Squirtle, Squirtle. <laughs> Bidoof, the Bidoof. Baba, Charmander, char! I can do. I can do those three pretty good. I think. <laughs> oh great! I, now I, we're gonna I, cast a Sandlot movie with Pokemon. Yes, I'd watch it then. <laughs> okay, uh, so oh, hold on. I would not be surprised either. I, 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 I wouldn't be able to go very deep in the characters. <laughs> Maybe subtitles. Okay. Can, uh, so wait, can we pause for a second? And because uh, I want to mention a tangent of a friend that. It's still one of my favorite jokes about Pokemon. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry, Where... Jordan. You want to pause this random tangent we have for your <laughs> bullshit? No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> Where, we, like one, one. We were just like sitting down, watch, like watching TV. Like we were about to go to a convention and stuff, so we were just watching, seeing what was on, and there was a uh, Pokemon on, and. <laughs> And a friend was like, you know, just once, I'd like to see, like, a Pokemon evolve. It's like, oh, Jigglypuff is evolving. Lawful bastard. <laughs> so we're going to call it Tigglytuff, right? Nope, nope. It's all Pokemon say their name. Lawful bastard. That's its name. 
<laughs> well, I don't know. Oh, God, Charizard's evolving. Your mother's a whore. <laughs> I'm out. You guys have fun collecting them all. I'm done. I choose you. Your mother's a whore. <laughs> oh, God. It's so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, back- I, would, I think people would nickname yeah. them more often. Yeah. <laughs> well, to all those new listeners for Beast, thank you for listening. It's been fun. So, um, listen, we do not we do not approve here at Warren Beast the naming conventions of the evolved former Charizard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got a bunch of continuity notes too, just basically reminding folks uh, who might be new to the episode. Like, um, mentions that the Axelon was destroyed back in optimal situation. Uh, here's a nice one that I caught too. Like, Cheetor imagines himself as an his in his like, organic ah, organic beast mode. From that was really one. cute. Completely really like cartoony that thought bubble. I really like yeah. that. <laughs> see, see, even Cheetor misses those designs. <laughs> uh, since la- its last appearance in a better mousetrap, Sentinel has gained a handle. Uh, presumably to make it easier for the characters to grab it and hang on to it in this episode. That's convenient. <laughs> we didn't uh, see rat-tra- a rat trap welded it onto uh, it while underwater. Some, <laughs> some some things have changed about the Sentinel since the better mouse trap. I mean, like, yeah. you know, it doesn't try to kill rat trap. <laughs> Probably Speaking- its password changed from hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, but that, but see that I don't think that was changed because, after all, Megatron was able to get up and running. <laughs> True it's like enough. bang, there we go. Uh, Rat Trap's six, uh, successful attempt to shut down Sentinel in a better mousetrap is the reason he was chosen to retrieve it and not Black Arachnia, as Rat Trap knew what to look for. Yes. Uh, this is yep. the only episode in which Ram. Oh wait, you. Yeah, it just mentions the one that Kendall meant from Iron Bay, where Rampage used his activation code. Mm-hmm. Also, also it, they wouldn't want to send Black Arachnia because she hadn't been through. I feel. I feel like she hasn't been through maximal orientation, so she wouldn't be like an <laughs> expert on maximal technology. True enough, eh? <laughs> uh it mentioned some ga- gadget and powers such as Death Charge carries around an Energon knife, much like the one that Megatron used on Rampage in Bad Spark, which I kind of think is a little bit concerning. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he wants to kill this dude who has an, an immortal spark. It makes sense. Yeah. The, uh, only, the only thing that doesn't make sense about it is that it, it would it didn't kill him <laughs> when Megatron. <laughs> well, he didn't get a chance. It. I mean, I guess he oh. doesn't. I guess I guess Depth Charge doesn't necessarily know that. But I mean, well, I mean, Megatron wasn't trying to kill him. He was trying to um, split it. He might have just been planning on trying to cut it out of his body. Yeah, that because the. Once the spark is from from his body, that probably would have made things easier for him. Probably, yeah. But it seems I don't know. I still don't think I still don't think it would have killed because it seems like if yeah. if it was as simple as a stabbing him, then probably <laughs> they would have stabbed Protoform X instead of putting him into stasis and assigning the the Maximals to throw him into the sun at the beginning of time. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I just, mm. I just, I mean, they're they're pract- they're kind of, they're pretty close, but I think that stabbing would be easier. Um, it also. I'm just mentioned- gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say one thing to you, Kendall. Remember that you said that. Okay. Uh, it also mentions that Rattrap's beast motel can telescope like a grappling hook. I, or and then a we got pole. some 
real world references. Uh, such it it also reiterates the like Kendall said about the changing of the guard. How it's you know you like, but it also mentions that uh, the meaning here is somewhat more literal with Sentinel being appropriated by the Predacons. So yeah, them get trying to get it basically is a changing of the guards. Yeah. Uh, it mentions that the jaunty sea shanty heard uh, from this episode has a very similar tempo and a uh, chordal arrangement to the popular Beatles song Yellow Submarine. I thought I recognized that a little bit. <laughs> I thought it was more of like a march thing, but I didn't really think of that. Um, when Megatron con- contracts his, uh, contacts his henchman, Inferno, Inferno can be seen spending th- his free time playing cards with Watsonator in Quick Strike. Like, I noticed that, too. It was like when he saluted, he dropped his his card hand. Yeah, 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 they're yeah, they're all well. The funny thing about that scene is they're all they're all um, they're all playing cards, and the other two drop their like drop their cards to salute or or to, to go to attention or whatever, like kind of like hiding that they're they're doing stuff. But Inferno doesn't even drop his hand. He like he's holding yeah. the cards while he salutes in his in his salute. <laughs> uh, Rap Trap's submarine bounces like a pinball after being dropped by a silverbolt complete with pinballed sound effects. After it comes to a halt, the word tilt flashes in each of yes. Rattrap's eyes. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, also, Rattrap calls Death Charge Captain Minnow, probably referencing the boat of the same name from Gilligan's Island. Yeah, I, I, won- I wondered about that, if that was a, if Captain Minnow was a, was a character from fiction. Well, I know the SS Minnow was the name of the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because the uh, the submarine in in twenty thousand leagues under the sea, that was Captain Nemo. Well, Captain yeah, Nemo, was was Nemo was the captain. That was, the, that was yeah, and that was the Nautilus. The Nautilus, yeah. Okay, so it wasn't referencing that. I don't know. Maybe the Nautilus also the name of like one of the first under underwater submersibles. Probably in reference mm, to might have twenty thousand leagues. It was under probably the sea. in reference to twenty thousand leagues under the sea. I would think. Oh. Cool. Just like uh, Nemo is a reference to Captain Nemo. <laughs> there, uh, there's a trivia about that music, by the way. The jolly music begins to play when Rattrap gets the uh, gets the hang of the submarine. At first, the audience is led to believe that this is just the score to the scene, until Silverbolt is seen hearing the music over his walkie-talkie. Yeah, that was great. With, with a raised eyebrow to be that was really funny, dem- yeah. demonstrating that the sound is act is actually diegetic, diegetic, diegetic. Diegetic, thank you. It's okay. I was just about to ask if that's how you said it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to make a real bad joke here. That I... Is that okay? Yes. Okay, yes. so uh, it's a good thing that they, they did a, a, a song that referenced uh, Yellow Submarine instead of actually sampling Yellow Submarine, or else they wouldn't be able to re-release this, uh, this episode until the Wii U Virtual Console. <laughs> <laughs> that so, was a reference uh, to Earthbound. Yeah. See, I know about video games. So... <laughs> I'd want to point something out that's interesting that I caught, but I have no like further info about. Apparently, in Japan, the Japanese title was uh, "Buku Buku," which means "loose fitting" with an exclamation point, and that's all it says. Like it doesn't explain why that was the title, what was going on, and considering how often they change things, I'm actually kind of wondering like what, what, what why, what was that? Yeah, for? it seems a little weird. Ugh. But that's all we have from the TF wiki. Okay. Well, it's because it's because depth charge is really a loose fit for the maximals. 
Anyway, so getting to the episode at hand, uh, we we open this episode up uh, showing the the front of the the new maximal base and the big sort of scrap like doors, and they look even scrappier right now because there's a bunch of holes blasted into them that Rat Trap's trying to to weld back together mm-hmm. see um, i like how in this scene you can see that not only are they like large bay doors like um death charge stepped out of last time and or yeah. primal can can get through but there's a little door that's like the size for rat trap and and <laughs> yes. and stuff to just walk yeah. through doors within doors <laughs> Yes, so what appears to be going on here is uh, as we get past the door, we see Rhinox working on a console with Optimus, you know, looking on behind him. Yes, and um, it's, they definitely, like, the whole effect of having something in focus while everything behind it's blurred is something they've been Mm -hmm. doing a lot recently, and instead it's really going hard here, because at first it's like his hand, and then it switches to like Rhinox, and then like Optimus is still kind of... Actually, everything goes into focus, but then, like, Cheetor is out of focus behind them, and then Cheetor talks, and that gets into focus. Like, they love this technique, and they keep using it as much as they want, and I think it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I was surprised to see Rhinox uh, working on a console, because I feel like he's more of a PC gamer. <laughs> Jeez. You're swinging for the fences tonight, Kendall. <laughs> he was trying to mod the console himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Raspberry Pi. It just yeah. has the shell. That's funny. Or one of those old Xbox mods. <laughs> yeah, like a modded Xbox that has like every single Super Nintendo game on it. Exactly. <laughs> Otto's probably sitting back there asking, hey, are you going to put TurboGrafx-16 on that? And Ryan's like, no, that system sucks. <laughs> Ex- except for, um, geez, what was that what Was that game? Fox? No. It's a it's, it's a game with a guy who wears a hockey mask and he kills people. It's not Jason, but it's like oh, um, Splatterhouse. Splatterhouse. That's apparently yeah. better on yeah. Turbo Graphics. So you have that yeah. one Turbo Graphics game, and in East East one and two and three, I think that's what it is called. Yeah, East. Sorry, yeah. This is the tangent. Game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, now that I think about it, the reason that they're probably doing the the blurring is to give it more of a uh, maybe more feel. of a cinema, yeah, more of a film. They feel. definitely are, and they've been doing it like a lot. This isn't the first episode they've done it. I just think it's kind of funny that they like have fallen in love with this one technique, and they're just like using it every chance they get. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good. It looks good, so it's fine. It's yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, so so Rhinox is working on this console, and apparently the plan is to try and tie. Teletran 1 into this console so that they can try and get the force field from the arc to sort of envelop the base so that they have a bit more protection because apparently the, the Predacons have been taking pot shots at the door just about every day blowing holes into it. Yeah, I like this scene too because like that when Cheetor's saying that and he's just standing by a giant hole Yeah, and then, then Rat Trap just pops up, up and talks through the hole. Yeah. It actually um, kind of reminds me of the, that old laugh-in Bit yes, that I used to watch on Nick and Knight. Yeah, um, but yeah, so we we see Rhinox trying to to test it out. It seems like it might work, and then he presses another button, and we literally we get this big puff of smoke, 
and Rhinox's face is just completely covered in soot, and he wipes his hand over it, and it clears away the soot. And, clears away uh, all of the soot. I wish yeah. my hand was that good at clearing away soot. Yeah, well, it's just, I'm it's surprised just because it's like, of us still, it, it, like it's made of, his hand's made of chrome, and he's just like, mm. <laughs> you think <laughs> that's not the case. Look, it's I, it I, is to be fair, it is Cybertronian technology. Cybertronian Tronian face cleaning technology is well, probably far more advanced than human robot face cleaning technology. Well, I was I was gonna say they just spent the episode budget on the the fuzzing out of the background and foreground, and they didn't have <laughs> enough left for the sound effects. So <laughs> it's a lot of hard. It probably is just like a technique that you just turn on and yeah. off. Probably. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm nothing. I know nothing about three animation. So sorry, people who do who are like, no, it's really complicated. Blah blah blah. I'm an idiot. Don't worry about it. But it it, it feels like they'd be just like a filter you'd put on. That probably is. Now that I think about it. His filters or will it adjust. might be his filters will his adjust. Filters will adjust. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Rhinox goes on to say that mixing. Oh, I want uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Mention one little touch I really liked was when the console started rumbling before Rhinox pressed the button again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rat Trap and and Cheetor duck. Like oh, Rat yeah. Trap ducks out behind the doors and Rat and Cheetor holds up like a plate like to hide behind. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. But yes, so Rhinox uh, makes mention that Autobot tech is different from theirs, so mixing the two is... uh, So he gives a big dramatic pause. He's like, tricky. So Uh, he is modding the console. Yeah, He's trying to to hack it so that it... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, that idea makes sense of trying to like try to compare an IBM to a modern computer and like combining them together would be fucking ridiculous. So yeah. Or maybe, yeah. It, maybe it's just electrical ways. Like, I mean, like maybe they, uh, transformers run, <laughs> run on DC and, and maximals run on uh, AC power. That's possible. But I think it's more just like computer technology advanced a lot in like a couple centuries. <laughs> <laughs> Right, he can't. Uh, he's trying. He can't. Uh, it's got. He's trying to stick his USB into the into a into a five and a half inch floppy drive, something like that. Yeah. 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 That's that sounds dirty. Trying to stick your USB <laughs> into a five and a half inch floppy drive. Jeez, it's just we have to mark this podcast uh, explicit. We already, <laughs> we already do. do. <laughs> <laughs> He's had to start resigning when he said Late, that. Later in the later in this uh, episode, <laughs> later in this episode, they uh, they use the c word. So, computer. <laughs> I hope so. I don't just, remember no, the other just, one. Just being uh, keep watching. You, you guys do it with the subtitles. You'll see. I don't have the subtitles. I do. <laughs> oh. I downloaded them off of um, BeastWarsInternational.com. For all your <laughs> subtitle needs, it's just a text file, and then yeah. pop it on. Hmm. But yes, so we we move on to a scene because um, Optus says, "Well, so much for Plan A." And Ratchop is like, "Oh, so there's a Plan B." It was sort <laughs> of alluded to that uh, they're going to try and get a hold of Depth Charge, and so Optimus tries to radio Silverbolt, who has apparently been looking for for Depth Charge and can't find him, and thinks that. Maybe he's like in one of Megatron's jamming zones. 
So, so Optimus is sort of resigned to the fact that uh, the plan is to to get Sentinel back, which is stuck at the bottom of the lake, as we saw it plummet to its doom back in episode one of season three. Uh, and so it's stuck in the remains of the Axelon underwater. And Rattrap's like, oh, but the Axelon's probably in like little itty bitty pieces. <laughs> He's like, there's no way we can get down there and get it now. Uh, but as it turns out, Black Arachnia has been working on something. And we then cut to a little sort of ballish submersible device. Uh, it's apparently all operated by hand. And it's got a little propeller on the back. So it, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. It thing. looks like a pinball with like like a clear ball with a propeller on the back. Like, I mean, there yeah. you go. Well, and no, no. It looks like a gachapon ball. A gachapon ball. That's actually a good way of saying yeah, it. Yeah, that works. Because yeah. like half of it's uh, metal and the front cover is glass and with a, with like a metal grid over it to yeah. be like the viewpoint. And they're saying because it's like operated by hand, there's like no noise or energy signature. Yeah. It can run silent. Beyond Rattrap's complaining. Run deep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so Black Arachnia initially is like, so when do I go? And Ops is like, you don't. And then he looks over at Rattrap and Rattrap's like, oh no. If you think I'm getting in that inside that Predacon beach ball, you got your wires crossed, fearless leader. I really wanted Optimus to be like, "Good job, Black Arachnia," and her to be like, "Oh, oh, I guess I guess, I guess you guys do that, don't you?" <laughs> it didn't happen though. I was mad. <laughs> Wait, he he didn't say anything. He's he didn't like, say like her? Um, Rhinox kind of did. He was like clever, and I'm yeah. Like, and then Optimus was like, "Yeah, that should work." And then she's like, "Naturally." But it'd be cool if like he like litig- like like straight up said, oh. "Good work, Black Arachnia," and then she did that. That's a- I'm gonna pretend <laughs> well, that happened because it's cute. You, you yeah. just have to remember <laughs> that Optimus is racist. <laughs> like he's willing to he's willing to work he's willing to work with an Asian person like uh, like Black Arachnia, but I mean he's still got that. So it's Asian. Of, it's was, not the whole like Predacon thing. Not the whole Predacon. I was, I was waiting for you to jump on on that he wouldn't let her go because she was a Predacon thing, Kendall, uh. and, <laughs> and not because she doesn't know what Sentinel looks like. I mean, you know, I mean. There is, there is still, you know, it's it's a uh, underlying, it's that uh, like subconscious racism. I'm sure there's a term for it, but like when you're like, you're like you have you have black friends, but you expect them to play bass. God. Okay, moving on. Yeah, he doesn't know better. Is that is that what you're trying no, to not, say? No, not that he doesn't know better, but he's just like he's just like it's like he's subconscious. Oblivious. It's like he, he has he has he still has assumptions or something. I don't know. Mm. Or I don't yeah. know. He 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 still has a I don't know. I'm trying to he's racist. That's my point. The end. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh rat trap in in optimal Optimus, uh... You have to say optimal every time, but okay. <laughs> well, see, I keep saying optimal because uh, I keep wanting to say Optimus Prime, and I'm like, no, it's Optimus Primal. Yeah. Okay. We can just go with Optimus. So. Optimus is totally, yeah, it's totally good. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, Prime's but, on in the show right now, so we can we can just say Optimus. <laughs> we'll know people will know who we're talking about. I think. Yeah. So we, we do get a bit of a back and forth between Optimus and Rat Trap, and Rat Trap's like, "I ain't no water rat," but uh, <laughs> but Optimus pretty much it's like, "No, you're going." Besides, Black Arachne wouldn't know what to look for, and you're the only one small enough to fit in it. Um, and then, obviously, like, without a shield program to guard the base, we're trapped in a defensive position, and this war could go on forever. We'll never get back to Cybertron. Oh. Oh. Because the yeah, very I... next word is, or the very next line is, Rat Trap says, Ah, oh, you just had to say the C Oh, word, God. I just got to that, too. See, I'm not crazy. Uh, I know I say terrible things, but sometimes they're actually the long from game the show. On that one. That's pretty yeah. funny. That's pretty funny. It's cute. I have to say, Kendall, that was a pretty good setup for that one. <laughs> I like your your realization, Greg. You're like, oh, that's, oh, and I'm like, what is Greg like, talking oh, about? Because I wasn't there oh, yet. Crap. <laughs> Um, we do get a, a cute little moment, as uh, Jordan had mentioned earlier, where uh, Cheetor's, Cheetor's yeah, Cheetor's got a big grin on his face, and Rattrap's like, "What are you grinning about?" He's litter like, butt. Oh. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, "What are you grinning about, litter butt?" He's like, "I was just thinking, with you inside, that would make a swell cat toy." <laughs> yeah, and then we see a little like old style Cheetor playing with this like submersible thing. And yeah. then Rhinox is like, <laughs> and then yeah, and then Rat Trap is, is very like, fuck hell, this fucking kid. <laughs> um, from here, we we've then cut to uh, Silverbolt carrying uh, Rat Trap in the submersible uh, while it's dangling from a line from uh, like Silverbolt's holding this handle, and then there's a rope that is holding the submersible sort of like in, in these two grip things and <laughs> rat traps pretty pissed off as it is. <laughs> and he's like, I'm cramped. I'm airsick. And the next time that big ape asked me to do something for him, man, I'm going to shove my blaster so far up his target dead ahead. Some rules <laughs> like target dead ahead, prepare for drop. And he's like, uh, drop. It's like, can we talk about this? And then immediately is dropped into the water. So, and actually, like, Rat Trap isn't really shaken up when he hits the water either. Well, like, not bad not of a landing. Yeah. 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 Um, well, it's only the length of the waterfall, too. Like, it wasn't really, yeah. it wasn't much higher than that. Yeah. I mean, no, I it mean, wasn't too bad. Give, give, uh, give Black Arachnia some credit. She uh, programmed in inertial dampeners that didn't use any power. <laughs> <laughs> She's very impressive. Yeah. Which Silverbolt will say when I know I'm really I'm really really happy about that. We'll say it when he gets to it, but that made me really happy. (laughs) Um, so Rattrap sort of sinks down a little bit, and they start activating some switches. He's like, "Hey, uh, this is kind of cool." He's, and then we we start getting a a little musical number as the uh, cranking the handles. (laughs) That was really starts, good. Uh, goes, goes by it, like swims with a, a school of fish. Yeah. Zooms all over the place. Yeah. Say- swim, swims around a little pillar. And and as was alluded to earlier, we think that it's just sort of background music. And nope, it's on the yeah. microphone. Fucking like Silverbolt's so- got his eyebrow raised and stuff. And I want to say like, 
this is a good comedy episode. I yeah. think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I really enjoyed this, it. I want to say that Silverbolt has no reason to think this is odd with his trumpets. Because <laughs> you know those trumpets play and everyone can hear them. It's not background. So I am going to say I'm getting a snapshot of this screen of Silverbolt <laughs> looking at the microphone right now. That's, that's going to be the screen cap Oh, it just absolutely has to be the album art. Yeah. Do you think this is probably another thing that Black Arachnia programmed in? It's like a it's like a music box. So like when he when he starts pumping it, it starts like like how you like when you crank a when you crank a music box or a Jack in the Box or whatever. Which is really oh good for God, not getting picked up awesome. on sonar, making more noise. Well, it's you know inside the thing. Mm-hmm. That'd be hilarious. Do they use? So, they don't use sonar for scanning things. They use uh, uh, transformers technology. Maybe. Um, yeah. Anywho, yes. yeah. so we we get Silverbolt. He listens to it for a few seconds, and then he radios Rattrap. He's like, "Uh, how are things going?" He's like, uh, "He's like, he's like, woo." He's like, "Just call me Ratfish." He's like, looks like your pred friend of that pred friend of yours did something right. And he's like, yes, my beloved has many skills. And it's I just sort so of paused it for a minute there. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Uh, uh, a little head shake, especially. What's your yeah. problem with the line? It was such a good line. Oh, it was so oh, cute. Oh, it's, it's a good line. But <laughs> oh, it's, it's a good line. It's just. Doesn't he actually kind of like pause? Are you taking it too yes, sexual there, Greg? I might have been. What That's the fuck, Greg? Gone. That's yeah. and for okay. me, I just took it as like she's she's so cool. Like he just fucking is so proud of her. Like okay, like, wait, wait, wait. Silverbolt's the kind of guy something. who would be tweeting like every day about like bragging about like how cool Black Arachnia is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so but he doesn't realize what he this. says. Shut up. So, <laughs> I, I want to. Pu- want to put out that in the tf wiki it actually has this line where it's where it actually and they actually put like a pause between uh my beloved has dot 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 many skills and uh it actually has it like rat trap and silver bolt who silver bolt who isn't about to tell us uh isn't about to let us know what those other skills might be so we're not the only ones who might have thought that and like like you said like you don't think Anything like it? I don't think Silverbolt meant anything. No, because he didn't have a pause in the actual line. He goes like, "Yes, my beloved," and he and he smiles in the distance like he's just so proud of her, and it's so cute. It's like like with the it's like with the point out Venus. Like he's he's trying. He thinks he thinks more of like you know just romantic and happy things, and 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 black. And like it's everyone else who's like, "Oh, so you mean this?" And he's like, "What? Wait, no." So good. He's oblivious to the double entendre. I yeah, so was I apparently. <laughs> <laughs> could this be like another could that sort of be worked into the our laws of robotics? What, double entendres? It would Yeah, like it so, might be some a max, some Yeah, it could be like but it a It seems more specific to uh to just him. Yeah, it seems very spe- yeah. specific. Yeah, oblivious to double entendres. Yeah. I think that could work. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so getting back to the episode at hand, uh Silverbolt asks if there's a if there's any wreckage. And Rashop's like, Oh yeah, there's plenty of it. Plenty of little bits everywhere. And uh but then Rashop's like, Oh, wait a minute. 
she's like, I think I see something. And sure enough, we've got the the back half of the Axelon sort of precariously perched on a precipice. Ooh, I did the triple P there too. Good work. <laughs> um, see that I took as bad. <laughs> <laughs> the triple p wow <laughs> um but yes so so rat trap manages to find the ship and silverbolt is we we're, we've been cutting like between the two of them as they're talking and we then see that there's some sort of a uh like a drone that's watching silverbolt as he's talking into the the mic to rat trap so we know that they've been spotted by the predacons now and we then cut back to, to Rat Trap, who is going into the ship. He's looking all around, and he's got light shining, and there's, you know, some schools of fish. And, you know, he goes down the hallways. We see the, the old garbage disposals that, that they had in the ship, uh, like the one that got that launched a pterosaur uh, way back in Season 1. Um, and then... Rat Trap comes upon the room that's got Sentinel in it. And it's got a big gaping hole in the side of the wall. I don't know why he didn't just go in through this hole initially to begin with. Um, but he approaches the console. We notice that one of the, like, sort of like one of the sections of the console has been, like, damaged quite a bit. And it's got wires sticking out. And then right below it, we've got the, the Sentinel console. And sure enough, it's got a big handle on it now. So Rat Trap activates like this sort of clamp arm and he's going to, to try and grab it. And then we get an eel that sort of slithers out of the console above it and freaks right crap out. <laughs> Jump scare. Yeah. He like, yeah. he's like covering his face and everything. And it's like, dude, you're, you're in glass. It's just, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> to be fair, he, he was like, he even said like, um, you know, this is way too easy. Like he was really on edge. Yeah. expecting something and even and if there's something i've learned about jump scares is that even when you expect them they can still make you jump oh yeah he kind of does this little pawing motion too and it's just yes he does but yeah so he's like oh he's like uh it's just some big kind of nutty snake thing nothing to panic about <laughs> nutty snake thing he yeah. doesn't know what an eel is so yeah so so he, he starts to, to get back to work, but as he does, um, so apparently this ship has sensors on it because we get this red light, this radar pops up on the screen in front of him, and it shows a blip that's approaching. So he immediately starts going in reverse towards the hole in the side of the ship, gets turned around, and then we see a big giant claw, and as it turns out, it's Rampage. Of course it was. I thought it was either going to be Rampage or just a shark. But, yeah, of course, it's going to be Rampage. Yeah. But, yeah, so Rampage, and this is where we sort of black out. We would have cut the commercial, and then it would have cut back in. And we got Rat Trap sort of caught by Rampage, who starts squeezing the ball. Um, and we're seeing that it's taking some damage. It's got a little crack in the screen. There's some water shooting in. Sparks. Yeah. So Rat, Rat Trap's starting to freak out a little bit. Um, and then... Doesn't and he, Silverbolt, doesn't like Rampage even say like how droll rat in Yes, he's can. like rat in rat in a can. Like, how <laughs> droll. Um 
I also want to just, like, I didn't get to mention it earlier, but I love Rat Trap in this underwater submersible thing about how, like, he's just, like, so, like, complaining about it one second, and then he's, like, super pumped on it another second. Like, he's just yeah. really funny this episode, and, like, his, 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 um, ups and downs from being, like, super annoyed to just having wonderment at, it, like, this little contraption <laughs> he's in. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so we we've got Silverbolt who's who's trying to ra- raise Rat Trap on his on his walkie-talkie here. Yeah, there's and, uh, apparently the damage is causing a little bit of interference. Yeah. So we we then cut back to to Rampage and Rat Trap, and Rat Trap is then saved by da, 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 Depth Charge, who apparently can shoot his energy discs out of his mouth when he's in like I, robot when he's in, animal yeah, form. When he's in, yeah, in his beast mode. Which is the only beast mode we know of so far that has weapons. Yes. Yeah. Except so for he, the, he may- all the other ones that do. I mean, what other like, ones? Well, uh, Rampage and... Rampage doesn't. He has... That's in his no, no. vehicle form. Well, actually... It, no, he uses he, his rocket launcher as a crab. Does yeah. he? Oh. In yeah, this episode... I, yeah, wait, wait till you, you see it. Watch again when we when we get to it. I was a little distracted yeah. when I was watching it. Sorry. Yeah. And, and like yeah. an optimal but, optimus doesn't have a beast mode, but if he did, he'd he'd probably he, have guns. He does have a beast does. mode. Yeah, well, no, he, he does, but he calls very, beast mode. He doesn't look like a gorilla though, so I refuse to believe that that's a beast mode. <laughs> that might be a it's like a, it's a slightly a different mask. robot mode. Yeah, it's a robot mode with a gorilla <laughs> mask. Is what it is. <laughs> I mean, I, it's clearly fair. a guy in a gorilla suit. Like, we all know that when we watch the movie. <laughs> Jordan, I mean, I'd, to be fair, I'll give it to like, you. A gorilla's hard. Like, the more you roboticize their beast forms, the gorilla is going to be the hardest one to look like a robot gorilla and not just a guy. Especially since, like, <laughs> Optimal Optimus's like normal robot form is already kind of proportioned like a gorilla. So, yeah. like, I get what you're saying, Kendall. Like, when Cheetor is a robot cat, he's a robot cat. Mm-hmm. Like, when Rattap's a robot rat, he's a robot rat. Yeah, I... And that, it's like, he's just the, his same form with a different face. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It yeah. is a bad design. <laughs> I still like it, but, you know. Yeah. Because I like his yeah. vehicle forms, I so believe. whatever. <laughs> Vehicles are dumb. Yeah, so... <laughs> so... So we, we get a bit of an exchange between Rattrap and Depth Charge, and Depth Charge is like, uh, you better get out of here, Mouse. X and I tend to play kind of rough, which is a little... We've had a lot in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, he, um, he, one question first. So, Kendall, yeah. do you like Saints Row 4 more than 3, then? I don't have an opinion on those games. I don't know what they are. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> there was There was a bit of a thing where, like, in Saints Row f- the Fourth, you or it's just called Saints Row Four actually. You like get superpowers, and then you like never have to use cars again. And some people don't like the game because of that, because they felt like it was a car game, and now it's just like a superhero game. Yeah, the the game series is very similar to to Grand Theft Auto, but sillier. Yeah. Much oh, much sillier. I mean, like I said, like you become a superhero in the fourth one. So yeah. really, and they have Keith, and you're David also the president of the United States. Yep. Oh yeah. And isn't Keith David your vice president? Yes, and he's literally Keith David, not like a yeah. Keith David playing a character. Which he's literally yeah. Keith David. Was it three the <laughs> one that you basically just start like jumping through a plane as it crashes or something? Yes, three is that. Um, that that's three. Okay. Yeah, three and four. I was going to say the same engines. Like four was originally yeah. going to be like just a, a expansion for three, expansion. but they made it into a full game. Well, I don't like Grand Theft say, Auto, like, so uh, I'm going to say 
uh, that I don't like either of those games in by vicariously. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> four was really good. I really like four. I'm sure they're. I'm but sure I, they're I, fine. I, but whatever. I, 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 I don't. I don't participate them. in your joke. <laughs> I will not participate in this joke. Good day, was, sir. See, because you said vehicles. I will not participate suck, in this so. socialist humor. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The two. What's with socialism? This episode. You're ragging on it. <laughs> He's ragging on it. What? What? Like the president. <laughs> okay, let's go back to the episode. Now. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we get a little you know back and forth between Rat Trap and and uh, Depth Charge here. Um, Rat Trap's like, no can do. He's like, I got a mission. And I got to get this console. He's like, I just need a couple of nano clicks to get it. And so Depth Charge's like, okay, make it quick. So. Rat Trap goes back in, Depth Charge goes after X, and um, we're about halfway through this episode now. Um, why don't we take a really quick break, uh, just because I know some of us need a drink, and uh, <laughs> then we shall get right back into it. It's calling me out. <laughs> it's hot, I okay. Say no, I learned my lesson about <laughs> drinking during podcasts last week. Not that kind <laughs> of drink, just an iced tea, and not a Long Island one. <laughs> who is going back in to get Sentinel console. Uh, we've got Silverbolt who is trying to get a hold of Rattrap and can't really do so successfully. So he transforms and he starts flying around the lake and we sort of zoom out and it turns out that Silverbolt's being watched by Megatron at this point, who is curious as to what exactly is, is happening in the lake. He then goes on to, as we mentioned earlier, he goes on to Radio, Quickstrike, Waspinator, and Inferno, who 
turn out to be playing cards in Inferno. I think the cards are hexes too. Yeah, they're like or or or, or pentagra- pentagons. Yeah, pentagrams. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Game of the devil. <laughs> so, um, this is like a kind of a sci-fi trope, like people playing cards that are not card shaped. <laughs> I was thinking when I was watching this, is there like a? I wonder if there's like a culture that has playing cards that are not shaped like cards. Um, like, I think there might be. You'd have to, I'd have to do research, but I think there I'm might sure. be. If anybody out there knows, I'd be curious to know as well, because I'm not sure. But uh, the cards are, looks like they are six-sided. Yeah, I, Those are hexagons. Yeah. But yeah, so... Inferno, yeah, Inferno salutes and he has a, a card fall out of his hand while he's saluting. Um, Megatron orders them to, uh, to get into position. Apparently he had an idea that they were going to go after Sentinel somehow. And so he orders them all into positions. We, we've then cut back to, uh, Rampage who is sick and tired of depth charge at this point. <laughs> and him always interfering with his fun. And we then cut to uh, a missile that is loaded into what we think is his like, his, yeah, and it turns yeah. out to be his butt. He poops a missile. Yeah. He, his, can, his, his three barrel cannon is, is in his rear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he is literally shooting missiles out of his butt. Ala, uh, um, by the of well, I think that was a, that was less missiles and more machine gun, but. <laughs> I don't remember. I feel like I feel like that might be a metaphor for um this season. <laughs> what? This episode was good. No, this episode was good. Yeah. But the rest of the season has had very much a feeling of the writers are just pulling everything out of their ass. Like they're just whatever. <laughs> I, I've and liked the season so far. Considerable amount it's, myself. It's a little I it's starting to grow on me. I like I'm liking it better than, than I like season two, but it does but part of it is the is the just like everything is going crazy. It's kinda like what you said in a previous episode, Emily. It's the last season and they're pulling out all the stops and letting things go as off the rails as possible. Yeah. Which is is fine and i'm you know i'm enjoying it it's i i think one of the reasons that i've i enjoyed this episode so much and the comedy in this episode so much is that we this is the first like really goofy episode we've had in a long time that's true because true. i want to say the past five or six episodes have all been pretty mm. grim yeah because the past two then the three to finish off season two guys yeah. one second yep a recording stopped for like no reason. Oh, oh, I have no idea what happened. It's like it only started recording for the first like fifty-five seconds. Uh oh. So that's good. Well, it's only the second, only the, the second going. half. <laughs> um, I've, I've still got my backup going. I'm gonna yeah. start recording here. Let's just yep. do another clap. Uh, let me start a new thing. That's so weird. Oh, what the fuck? Maybe I hit like a button on my keyboard that stopped it. Maybe I hit space. When I was trying to pause the episode because I was in audacity and stopped recording. Uh, that could that be. might have been mine, it. Yeah, mine's still recording, thankfully. And okay. Okay, I'm starting again. again. Okay. Let's do another clap. All right. So three, two, one. Thank All you. Right. No problem. Um, crap. I lost track of where we were. <laughs> 
Um, he's pooping oh, missiles. Yes. So yeah. We start yeah, talking about the season wearing, as a whole. He, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The the season itself, I mean, I I've been enjoying it so far, but I I can agree that it's like the past few episodes have been a lot grimmer than what we've been used to at times. So it was nice to have something with a bit more levity in it again for a change. Um, getting back to the episode at hand, we, we've got Depth Charge who fires off a missile from his little sort of... It's a remoroid. Yeah, his remoroid. Yeah. Because um, that, that's how it works. Yeah. So, and the, the missiles explode. It causes a shockwave, which starts rocking the, the remnants of the Axelon as Rat Trap's trying to get the console. He manages to grab it, though, and says, time to blow the ballast and get out of here. And so he gets out of the ship and heads for the surface. Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, as he's going up, the ship goes down and Rampage and Depth Charge are wrestling on the, the floor of the lake. And both pause as a shadow falls over them. And then we get the, the Axelon remnants crashing onto them. <laughs> uh we then cut back to Rat Trap, who who surfaces, and Silverbolt uh, immediately, you know, goes to check on him. He's like, "Oh, you found Sentinel," and Rat Trap's like, "Yeah, now get me the hell out of here." He's like, "Rampage and Depth Charge are duking it out down there, and I don't want to be anywhere near him." <laughs> Fair, yeah, which is quite understandable. Um, Both very dangerous dudes. Yeah, so. They're bad dudes. Yeah. yeah. So Silverbolt immediately they grabs... They can save the president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Silverbolt latches on to the, the top of the, the submersible and starts to fly away. He knows how heavy it is. And as he does, Waspinator then appears and says, oh, well, maybe Waspinator can help with that. And then immediately proceeds to <laughs> shoot Silverbolt, who goes flying off. Uh Waspinator says, Waspinator 1, Doggybot, Zippo. <laughs> and so we then see Rattrap, who's sort of flying through the air in the submersible, uh, smacks into a rock and then starts doing a bit of a pinball off of a bunch of different rocks as the, uh, the console lands in the sand off in the distance and we see Quick Strike's feet, uh, standing beside it. And of course, when Rattrap lands, He's upside down, and his eyes both say tilt. I didn't. I didn't even notice that yep. until just now. So yeah, that that was a pretty goofy little scene there too. Um, we we've cut back to to Rampage, who who's stuck under some debris. He manages to transform to to sort of you know explode out of it. Uh, he's looking around, and he sees uh, Depth Charge's tail under another piece of debris. And goes in for the kill, so to speak. He says, oh. he says buried and helpless. Life is good. There's something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, come out, come out. It. And so it's he pulls, line. he yanks the tail out and flies back. And so the, ta- the, like one end of the tail just sort of flops on the top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> and then we hear Depth Charge say, should I look closer, sucker? So. When I saw this the first time, I think I didn't, I think I'd, I'd, I was, I'd missed a scene or something. And I thought that the tail was just like, that was just a random Stingray's tail. And, which, that which now that I think awesome. of the context, that's kind of, that's kind of screwed, kind of screwed up. Like, uh, that 
they, they, it's like they murdered a, they murdered an animal and then that was his tail. <laughs> but that's not what happened, so. I mean, they've murdered animals on the show before. Yeah, they had an episode devoted to it. Always remember Snowstalker, <laughs> folks. One of the, one of yeah, the best. And- Show. And um and uh, and also the first episode that I hosted, uh, Pterosaur ate an eagle. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so Depth Charge uh transforms back into a into his manta ray form to go after Rampage, which doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe it's just more maneuverable underwater. I guess. I think I'd say it, yeah. It seems a little weird. But so he transforms. We we then cut back to the surface and we've got Quick Strike who's holding on to uh onto Sentinel at this point. He tosses it into the dirt to give to Waspinator who, you know, picks it up. He's like uh, he's like it's pretty heavy. He struggles to get it up. <laughs> yeah. Sentinels make was Megatron happy. Make Waspinator happy too. <laughs> <laughs> um so Quick Strike then is is left alone with Silverbolt and he's like uh sort of stalking Silverbolt at this point. He's he's relishing basically his kill. Is yeah. what he's trying to do. Yeah. And he I think he makes mention of yeah, he's like, I'll give your regards to Sugarbot. Still calls Black Arachne a Sugarbot. Yeah. First, it cuts I, back down to um, oh yes, that's right. Depth Charge and uh, Rampage, and Depth Charge like fucking is back in the robot form, and then throws Rampage onto the surface. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna say something, Kendall? He's like, let's finish um, this on dry I, land. I like. I thought it was a nice touch having uh uh, quick strike caller sugar bot. I thought that was a nice, that was a nice, uh, callback. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah. So, so then we've cut back to, to the surface and this is where quick strike says, I'll, you know, I'll give my regards, your regards to sugar bot. And mm. <laughs> he then has a shadow. Jeez. He's like, what the slagging? And then he gets pretty <laughs> much splat, flattened by rampage landing. And he's like, oh, I've been looking for you everywhere. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it happened again. Yep. Um, so get battle damage. Uh, yeah, good boy here. looking pretty damaged. Um, we get a pretty cool scene with Depth Charge walking out of the water. Uh, it just sorry. Uh, it made me think of uh, Molly's been tweeting about how she likes battle damaged boys. I sent her a picture of Silver Bullet and say like, "How's that?" She probably just thought very amusing. <laughs> <laughs> I might do that though later. Yeah. <laughs> um, Silverbolt is, you know, he, he says to, 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 uh, Depth Charge that quickly we must pursue Waspinator and Depth Charge is like, out of my way. I got a job to finish. And, <laughs> and Silverbolt, like he walks by him and then Silverbolt's like, no, Waspinator has a Sentinel control module. And if Megatron gets his hands on it, <laughs> Depth Charge is like, that's your war. I've got my own. And then, so, 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 uh, yeah, basically what he's saying is, what Depth Charge is saying is, this isn't my war. And, uh, and then Rat Trap replies, I fear it soon will be. <laughs> what actually happens is that Silverbull has a cool line here where he's like, perhaps you should remember what it means to be a maximal. And, if you um, dare call if yourself you dare, that again. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like, don't fucking call yourself a maximal if you're not going to help the maximals. Like, yep. I can but, see where he's coming from. Yeah, but then Rattrap cuts him off. He's like, "Ah, eh, save your voice box, Bolt. He got what he wants. Come on, let's go after Waspinator." Um, so, so they go off. Um, Rattrap is is riding. Is riding Bolt. in his beast form. Yeah. And depth this charge. is the first time that Rat Trap has ridden somebody and not complained about it. I think it is. <laughs> huh. He's starting to get you know a little bit happier these days. Mm. I guess I don't know. Yeah. But uh, we, we think get depth charge turn around and With his or, energon no, knife. yeah, he's got an energon knife out at this point. He turns around and of course Rampage is gone. We sort of hear him laughing off in the distance, and depth charge is like, no, but. So we then cut to the Waspinator who's holding the console. Is <laughs> like, Megatron will reward Waspinator for victory over Maximals. Maybe give Waspinator vacation. That's a really, it's a really funny line. And yeah. I also like, um, the fact that another effect of that, it is clouds. Yes. They started putting clouds in the flying scenes. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. They, yeah, it was kind of neat. And a little touch. Um, so we get, um, Rattrap and Silverbolt catch up pretty quick because apparently the console is slowing Waspinator down. And Rattrap is like, uh, hey, Bolt, you got enough left for a power dive? And Silverbolt's like, well, yes, but what? And Rattrap's got his gun. He's like, just get as close as you can. Um, so <laughs> Rattrap manages to pick him his off. His next part. No, no, wait. First, it's like, Waspinator having good day. Oh, yes. <laughs> Not I've get been... shot once. <laughs> yep. And then he gets immediately shot. <laughs> he gets blown away. Uh, the console sort of, it starts then, to drop. Yeah, okay. And then, and then Rat Trap dives off of Silverbolt's, Silverbolt's head like a diving board and, and just dives into like the sky like it was, yeah. um, and water. Silver, yeah, and Silverbolt manages to catch his feet and then does a power dive. To, to catch up to the console and Rat Trap manages to catch it while upside down. So good. All of that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rat Trap's like, yeah. He's like, woo, hey, we sure buzzed his beehive. And then he compliments Silver Bolt on his flying. <laughs> and then immediately is, uh, we have a, a tree in the foreground fall over that Inferno has pushed over. And Rat Trap <laughs> crashes into it, drops the console. And then starts spinning around the tree. Yeah. <laughs> Silverbolt manages to catch the console, and Inferno's got him at gunpoint. It says, you know, don't try anything or I'll, or I'll make you burn. Uh, and so Silverbolt sort of plays coy. He's like, oh, I'm tired of carrying this. And so Inferno goes to grab it. He goes, no tricks or I'll destroy you. Yeah. And this is where we get Rat Trap using his tail, sort of like a grappling hook. His tail whip lance. Yeah. And so he, uh. Tail whip lance. Yeah. He manages to. It's kind of like a lance. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or an sounds like the wor- Sounds like the worst instructions for cleaning a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the lance your shirt? What does it even mean? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. I love this part here, yeah. too. So, so Rat Trap turns into his, uh, his, you know, his his race car mode, I guess, or his roadster mode. Uh, Inferno's chasing after him, shooting. Oh no! Wait, right before that, we've got Depth Charge. He's 
trying to search for Rampage, and he hears explosions off in the distance. I don't think that happens before Rat Trap turns into roadie mode. Oh, no. Yeah. Definitely doesn't. Yeah. But I was going to say, I like this exchange here where Inferno comes up, and he's like, stand and oh, fight, yes. Vermin. And then Rat Trap's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, shrivel up and die, Ant. Like, holy yeah. fuck. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> just fucking die. <laughs> like, holy crap. <laughs> That was a pretty damn good line, I thought. <laughs> it's just so, like, fucking, like, harsh and real and, like, blunt. It's just, I love it. I might have to toss that line in. I'll see about tossing it in to the episode. Because the way that Scott McNeil just nails that line, it's pretty good. He's like, oh, yeah? We'll shrivel up and die, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So- the best part is that it's just trying to mimic what <laughs> Inferno, too. Yes. Um, so this is then when we get, um, depth charge, he hears the explosions going off and he's like, Oh, sounds like primal's bozos are got trouble. <laughs> Sorry. So we never see Inferno's reaction. I'm just thinking he's just no. like, Hey, fucking hurt, those dude. words hurt. <laughs> <laughs> is, that what I, is that what I sound like to people? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> we we get depth charge saying maximize again when he transforms into his jet mode. Um, then we get a bit of an, a, an extended chase between Inferno and Rat Trap. Uh, there's this sort of pedway over a uh, a ravine, and Inferno manages to to take it out as Rat Trap's trying to to cross it, and he starts falling. Uh, but Silverbolt manages to rescue him. And when did Inferno get two guns? Um, just, he's rushing since- behind Rat Trap and just like firing at the hip from both guns. He pulled one out of his butt. It almost looks, they look smaller than his ever guns too, so it almost looks like he just like split it in half and then they formed the new guns, which is not what happens, but I'm just gonna imagine that's what happened. I wanna say he had two guns. Was it last episode? I- I, uh, you know what? I think he, there's been times when he has used two guns, but he mainly just uses the one. Like yeah. he just uses one-handed. Yeah. He def- I mean, definitely. I don't think Inferno was in last episode too much. So no, just at the start. No, just yeah. But yeah. Um, or maybe it was the first episode of this. I know I've seen him with two guns before. I just can't remember right off the top of my head which episode. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. We we get Silverbolt saving Rattrap as he's falling, and Rattrap's like, yeah, we did it. We got the module. And so they're flying away, and as they're coming around a corner, uh, Depth Charge is coming around at them. They all crash into one another and sort of splat in midair. The, the console sort of flips up into the air. Inferno grabs it, starts laughing his head off. He's like, aha, the royalty will be pleased. And Rattrap's like, oh, man, we almost had it. I like when Dev Charge and, and Silverbolt running into each other, they both look at each other with like their mouths agape. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh no, and, oh no. And with Silverbolt, it's like, okay, cool. But then when like Dev Charge does it, it looks really fucking silly because he's like a yeah. manta ray. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we've now cut to, uh, back to the maximal base and Rat Trap sort of explaining what's going on. We're getting a bit Rat of- Rat Trap told on him. Yeah. Told, he told- tattled. Yeah. yeah. He's like, man, if it wasn't for this fish face crab cook, we'd have Sentinel right now. And of course, Death Charge is like, it was an accident. Um, 
And Ratchet's like, oh yeah, when Bolt asked you for help, you turned him down. Was that an accident too? And Ops like, is that true? Is that true? <laughs> Depth charge is like, uh, I was kind of. You're getting a timeout, Depth charge. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Primal is really pissed. He's like, if you weren't damaged already, I'd scramble your circuits. And Depth charge is like, well, don't let that stop you, Primal. Yeah. <laughs> Rat Trap's then like, oh, let me take him. And Rat Trap is literally like half the size of, of Depth Charge. Like, it's almost the same size difference as what it was between him and Dinobot, really. If not more. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Depth Charge then says, I knew saving your hide was a mistake. And I was like, Rat Trap, what's he talking about? He's like, well, technically. What you talking about, Rat Trap? He. <laughs> <laughs> Rat Trap's like, yeah, he kind of did do that. And then he's like, thanks. <laughs> it's like, looks like you did give us some help out. Your options like, looks like you did give us some help after all. And these Depth Trap's like, oh, don't go getting all gushy on me. He's like, I'm not. You also cost us a major strategic advantage. That's why he can't keep acting like an independent. He's like, we need you, Maximal. <laughs> He holds out his hand. Yeah. And Jeff Church is like, uh, I'll think about it. He's like, this crew certainly does need something, though. <laughs> he gives and then he winks at Optimus. Wing. Yeah. Yeah. Winks at Optimus and gives him a high five. Yeah. And Optimus gives him a little smirk, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, from here, though, we then cut to the dark side, and we see that the Sentinel console has been installed, and we get Megatron activating the the console and we then get a shield surrounding the ship. So for the first time uh, in the series, we see the Predacons with a shield on their ship, and that is where we close the episode. And Megatron's laugh is amazing. Yes, pretty maniacal. <laughs> I need to, to re-listen to this. <laughs> like that that moment when when Megatron. Uh, just has Sentinel online and then does his evil laugh is like, is one of the best Megatron moments in the whole series so far, <laughs> I think. Okay. <laughs> I'll try and I mean, get yeah, that in a, as well for it's, you. It's Kendall. a pretty good laugh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So pretty interesting. I, like, like we said over the course of this review, I, I like that we had the humor injected into it for a change. Oh yeah, it was it was a very good comedy episode. It's probably my yeah. favorite comedic episode. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. I don't know, Kendall. It's it's no low road, that's for sure. I suppose. But. <laughs> well, I thing- like it more than low road myself, <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah, I honestly, I mean, I don't think this was this was probably. I still don't think this was as good as some of the better light episodes in season one. But I think like if you juxtapose it, ju- uh, 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 if you juxtapose it with what we've been getting with the, the the dark, gritty, super super serious, super continuity heavy episodes. Um I mean this this episode it is it is dealing with Sentinel, which I guess is I mean it still it still feels like it's it's got uh consequences and it feels like last episode happened last week and next episode will happen next week. Like it feels it's it feels more serialized. The the show has become more yeah, serialized. I was thinking that too. I, I mentioned um, it last week, but you didn't feel it as much that time. But now with this one, it does definitely feel like more serialized. Yeah, it it's it definitely. But same time, like I, you know, if you just deal with it, if I get over it, um, the actual 
content of the episode if you if you get past just just the where where the characters are in their arcs and where the all this stuff like if you if you take this episode in a vacuum the actual content actually holds it actually stands alone pretty well yeah yeah i think it does i think it really does actually cuz we get a bit of of everything we do get some action between depth charge and rampage and that's sort of continuing their story a bit we've got the you know the whole arc of with Sentinel and we've got the humor injected into it. And I found that it didn't really, it all meshed really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, one other thing um, I've decided, I've kind of come around on, on depth charge. Uh, I wasn't super excited about him and I mean, his design, whatever. I'm just, I just don't, I think I just don't like any of the new designs. It's fine. I'll just, I'll deal with it. Uh, <laughs> but um but I do like because because up until now I thought it was dumb that you had people turning into water creatures. You know, I mean, even like like Depth Charge is completely useless on land, except for that he has his extra stuff that he's like he's got his robot form and he's got his jet mode. But like if it was just if it was season one rules, if they just were an animal and then a robot, like if there were no third forms, it'd be like Night Boat. <laughs> you could it's like oh, yeah, there's you, a stream. <laughs> Like you couldn't really, you, you'd be very limited in your, in what stories he could be involved with. Yeah. Uh, but well, he'd be like Aquaman and Super Friends, but like, I mean, like Aquaman can still fight on land. He just can't do his swimming abilities, right, 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 which right. is kind of like what Dev Charge would be like. But yeah. in season one, they had the whole thing where it's like you have to, you can't just be in your robot form all the time. So yeah, it would have been a challenge. Yeah, for um, sure. They actually, I mean, they could have done something. I mean, they could have. Had him be a tiger, like what they sort of portrayed Tigertron as being, as being like sort of separate, like he's got his own area. But I do, I do like that, uh, you've got the two aquatic animals, um, you know, the two, the two characters that are optimized for, for underwater combat are the two that have a vendetta against each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. It sort of allows for that, them to sort of have their own theater and their own rivalry. It, 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 it does a, it does a, a, a good job of that in in a way that some stuff, you know, the dichotomy between the Fusors, uh, I mean, obviously Quick Strike being evil and Silverbolt being good, uh, but beyond that is like kind of was like kind of meh. Mm-hmm. So this, but this is the first time we've really seen sort of people mirroring each other. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess Optimus and Megatron kind of mirror each other, but still, it's a cool thing. <laughs> um yeah, I really like Def Charge. I like I like his design and I like his cool guy voice and his like rough dude attitude. I think he's I think he's awesome. I love him. <laughs> I think he's the very weighing um, on him a bit. Yeah. I mean he's pretty fucked up for sure. But he's he's getting he's warming up to the rest of the Maximals in this episode and it's good. Yeah, I think so. So yeah. Good episode overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you want to, how do you want to do this, Jordan? You want me to, to read the news post and then we'll do some questions? Yeah, still having eye trouble, so no if worries. you could do them, this post would be helpful. <laughs> Actually, it's a pretty short news post this time around. Uh, so, uh, once again, it is from Lady K. Hirsch on Twitter. 
She goes on to say, hey there, beasties. Oddly enough, there's been no new news worth talking about since last week's late recording. Uh, the closest I have is that the Bumblebee movie might start filming later this week instead of in August, as previously reported. So instead of talking about current news, I thought I'd cover something from a few months ago that I held back on to avoid spoiling the bad boy of podcasting. So, Kendall. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Casey. <laughs> a couple of months ago... After a few delays, third-party company Perfect Effect, the company behind Leonidas, a.k.a. the third-party, excuse me, Leo Convoy from a previous news segment, put out PEDX06 Beast Gorira, a third-party version of Optimal Optimus. Uh, she goes on to provide a link uh, with some pretty good oh, images. Oh, awesome. I want to uh, see this. Uh, Is it word. in the chat? Yep. Uh, where you can see it along... Alongside many figures, including the aforementioned Leonidas and Masterpiece 10 Optimus Prime. Uh, she goes on to say, I gotta say, this is one good looking mutant ape robot. Oh, I love it. It's, yeah. The colors are so yeah, nice and vibrant. Uh, that's what I thought too. Oh uh, man. She, she goes on to say that she's not sure who she'd choose between this or Leonidas, but it doesn't matter since she can't afford either figure. And don't worry about it, I'm in the same boat. Oh, shit, could, this I, looks so I good. Totally um, oh, I want it. So she, <laughs> she asks what our take is on the on this biggest version of Big Bot yet. Uh, Kendall, I, I know where you went with this because uh, I'd linked it earlier. But if you would like yeah, to give I mean, your opinion on the record. I mean, it looks like the character. It looks like, I mean, it looks relatively show accurate. Um, but I don't really like... Actually, for for a high, I don't usually like high end action figures. For a high end action figure, it doesn't look that bad. Uh, but I don't like the design because I don't like the design of Optimal Optimus. If it was, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I I fucking love it and I want it. Yeah, it, it looks really good. I'll make oh, sure the that line I link one it looks this really weekend. good too. They're both so good. Oh, I need money. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a really nice design. Like they do a. They did so a the really good job there. So yeah. vibrant and like, and and you get to see at least a. This is a better view of his beast form than we've seen before, and I kind of oh, yeah. do. I he does he's got a gorilla stance and stuff. I yeah. like it. I like him. Yeah. Um, she goes on to to finish this news post saying uh, that that's all that she's got for this week. So she's going to leave us with one question, and uh, it's a little, it's a different question. Uh, she asks. Who is the most daddy? Optimal Optimus, Rhinox, or Depth Charge? Also, FMK for them as well. Uh, so, fuck, Mary kill. Until next week, she says, stay safe by keeping cool and hydrated. Casey, I appreciate this question that's just for me. Because, like, <laughs> these these guys don't care about daddies. <laughs> well, I just don't know what would constitute one, really, sometimes. No, they're, all, they're, all, they're all pretty daddy, but okay. they're different kinds of daddy. Okay. Like, like the... I'm sorry, Kendall. I'm going to go <laughs> off for this for a bit. Um, Depth Charge is like, you know, he's like the detached cool guy. Daddy. I mean, like he's that's how he is normally. This is a guy, and then Optimus is like the big, tough, strong, like he could protect you, like really cool dude. And then like Ronox is like you know like the soft spoken, cuddly one. So like I'd go for Optimus, but that's just me personally. Mm-hmm. I do like all three of them. 
As, so fuck well, Mary Kill. I don't again. I don't want to kill any of them. But I'd, I'd, I'd. If I was gonna marry one of them, it, it might be Rhinox actually. But I, it's tough because because Optimus. Optimus is pretty great. Yeah, I think last time we had uh, did an I'd fuck <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Rhinox was in the mix, and I think that's who I picked for Mary too. Because, yeah. but. And but I wouldn't really want to kill any of them either. No. Mm. I mean, I'm 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 I fuck uh, the depth charge. Mary Rhinox kill Optimus. That's pretty. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, I could I could I could fuck Optimus and kill depth charge. I think Optimus is more attractive. Well, which version of Optimus? I w- I think it's optimal. It's optimal. If it's optimal so. optimus, then yeah, uh, double kill him. <laughs> and optimal optimus is the most daddy of the, all the optimuses, by the way. Uh, see, I, I was God, trying that to... Leo toy is so good too. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was trying to think like something about like uh, fucking um, death charge and a Troy McClure joke at the same time, but I just can't seem to think of it or bring it see, together. You know what? The Leo Optimus, I would fuck and marry and ignore the other ones. <laughs> all right. So that was all that we had from the news post. So we've okay. got a few questions, I bet. Okay. Um, I, just, okay, I'm gonna, just sorry. I need, I need to say this because it's today, yes. but I probably would marry Rhinox because he's the most like Mike. So Aww. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh. Continue. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we did get a quick Twitter comment, which I alluded to earlier from, uh, I can't say, I'm going to say, say their last name wrong. Steven Colato. It might actually be just a username anyways, but uh, they're at Hey It's Beeb on Twitter. And they pointed out that uh, Rat Trap looks like Gong Gong in, in a monkey ball. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I think is kind of true because uh, the monkey balls are also kind of like gachapon things, like I like half and half and stuff like that. Oh, mm. uh, the only point, the only po- t- you know what? The only thing we were missing was him running in the ball. Oh, you know, like true. running around it while it rolled. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the question again? No, no, no. That was just a comment. I w- okay, I, cool. I'm getting to the questions. I just. Uh, I, I did, does does Optimus have a have this assault rifle thing? Because it's really cool, and Not I want to see it more. I... It looks more like it looks like a Halo assault rifle, and I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I I don't think he ever has it in the show. Okay. Okay. Red, ready for the questions now? Mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm. Okay, so. Uh, Ryan Butson asked us, what's our favorite underwater animal? Alive, extinct, or fantasy? And what team do you think that animal would join? Um, I was, like, if you want to go with, uh, fictional, I was thinking maybe, like, a Selkie would actually be kind of interesting. And kind of like a Transformer. I don't think I'm familiar with that one. What is that? Selkies are the, the Irish seal mermaid things. Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm. Probably would be a Maximal just for this out of normal, but because they're, Maybe a kelp, maybe a kelpie would be a uh, uh, predacon, though. Yeah. Okay. It is a kelpie, right? That's the dr- the horse drowning one, right? Yes, I think that's what it is. Okay, uh, I could be wrong, and if so, I mean, there's there's, me, but... there's a couple of versions of of uh, seahorse seahorse creatures drowning people. So, yeah. but I think 
Kelpie comes is in the somewhat same area as Selkie's. <laughs> yeah, I'm so. sorry if I'm getting if I'm getting different regions wrong here. Yeah. It's all good. Um, for me, I uh, I'm partial to to whales, especially humpback whales, just because I've gone whale watching so many times and seen them. Plus, you know, I love them in Star Trek Four, so I'm a big whale person. Whales are great. They're, yeah. that's, it, I was going to say either like either like blue whales is because they're like fucking the coolest, most giant thing on the planet mm-hmm. or um, whale sharks. I really like because whale sharks are like the sharks, but they only eat like really tiny fish and are pretty gentle and cool. Yeah. So I like whale sharks. Okay. I haven't been paying attention. Are we answering the question about the favorite underwater animal that we should be a transformer? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, the uh it would be mine would be Darwin from Sequest. Ooh. Yeah. That'd not just be a dolphin. Cool. Not a dolphin. Not just any dolphin. Specifically that one. I remember. Dolphins that are really too. great. So um, wait, if we want to talk about cybernetic dolphins that can talk, would do we also want to consider the one from Johnny Mnemonic? Ooh. In terms of mythological mm-hmm. underwater creatures, I like Krakens a lot. I think a Kraken would definitely be a Predacon though. Yeah, totally, but they're yeah. cool. I mean, like, sure. again, I like Krakens because what has affected a lot of the things I like, Shining Force 2, you fight a really interesting boss fight against a Kraken where, like, each of its tentacles is a unit. And oh. then, like, so you're, it's like you're fighting an army, but it's just one monster, and it's really cool. Hmm. Also, so, so wait, are we saying Ultros would be uh, a Predacon? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. He's pretty he'd probably bad. Be, <laughs> he'd be best buds with Phosphonator, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> what are yeah, you going to yeah. say, Kendall? Uh, the other, the other, uh, if you're talking fictional creatures, uh, a Gungan. Ugh. Fuck yeah. <laughs> except Critics for, except for, you know what would happen? You know what would happen if it was on this season of Beast Wars? It would transform into a tape. <laughs> into a tape. <laughs> oh my god. No, no, no. He would transform into one of those, uh, electronic chip things that, that they did when the episode one toys came out. <laughs> oh, god, I remember those things. I don't even know what they were called. I just remember them. Uh, Would a mermaid's beast form just be it with the tail and its robot form just it with legs? <laughs> I suppose. No, so. no, no, no. A mermaid would be a, a manatee. So it would be a manatee in its beast form and a, and a person in it. In form. That's just a manatee, though. I mean, like, I want, like, an actual mermaid <laughs> or a merman, whatever. All right. Next question. Or a person. Uh, so, Rotan uh, Sorceress, uh, uh, who's handles that at Profound Pants, posited, Profound us, Pants. posited a question to us, which actually came while we were recording last episode, but uh, but unfortunately it came a little too late for us to get it. Uh, but they wanted to know, just you know, just both us, and they also asked teenagers of attitude, uh, if the Power Rangers were to pilot the Transformers like Zords, would that be fucked up or what? <laughs> That's a good question. I like well, that. Different. I'm just thinking headmasters, really. Yeah, that's the closest thing that I can think of. Because it, it kind well. of would be kind of like that exactly. I mean, I would absolutely watch that show. That crossover would be amazing. Yeah, and I think, and like, I think there was like one of the IDW co- comics had headmasters where it was humans who basically wore suits that transformed them into heads. So. So it would be kind of like that exactly. By the way, uh, both Luke and Molly chimed in uh, in that thread of questions. 
mind control stuff. Yes, Luke was wondering it. if it was mind control, and and Molly says that it it's it's possession or possibly body control, depending on if they can overtake what uh, Transformers thoughts and feelings. But if possession it was is a form of mind control, though, I feel like <laughs> eh, more direct. I mean, um, she's the master, so maybe I shouldn't <laughs> be questioning it. But um, I was gonna say like. It's usually that in uh in uh like the the headmaster kind of thing is like that it's actually kind of like a joining of thing like it's not yes. one taking control of the other. Yeah. So it might be a little bit different if they go the headmaster route it would be it would be kind of just a weird it'd be more symbi- symbiotic, symbiotic yeah. Yeah, symbiotic thing. Yeah. If it was that they actually just comp- uh the Power Rangers take complete control over uh It'd also be kind of weird. Actually, it might be something like the uh, the Tachikomas from uh, Ghost in the Shell, where they are they can act independent, but uh, someone riding in it can basically just control it as they want. So mm. they can just basically take over and just like some Zords are like that too. Mm. Yeah, the Dragon yeah. Zord. It's a from the famous instance of that for Teenagers of Attitude fans. Of course, the Dragon Zord you're not inside. They, there's not a cockpit for. Yes, there is. He's gone in it before. Yep. Oh, okay. There's a right couple before he lost where he... his powers for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yep. He goes in for more direct control because he's losing his power, so the flute's not working as well. Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. <laughs> been a while. Uh, it's been a while since I could <laughs> hold my head up high. <laughs> So, um, Gwyn also asked us, uh, whose handle is at Witsaru. I think I said that right. Uh, Hi, Gwen. How awkward would it have been for Death Charge to show in season one before Transmetal alt modes were, uh, modes than everyone was always <laughs> in beast mode? I like basically, kind of mentioned this already. Yeah, we kind of yeah. mentioned this already. It'd be completely awkward. Yes, and I, I want to point out, like, a flopping manta ray uh, in season one would be kind of fun because it would remind me of Magikarp. I thought you'd be like, My, I'm, I'm going into stasis, beast mode, flop, 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 flop. <laughs> you, know, you know, actually, though, actually, though, now the more I think about it, like, you could have a, a really interesting episode if, uh, if, if, the, if the character um, crashed, you know, you know the, the pod crashes into the, into the water... And so it scans, and so it has to scan an underwater creature, and then and then it can't survive out of water. I mean, he can, you know, he can come out in robot form and help him a little bit, but but he can't uh, be out for extended period because of the energon. Right, right. Yeah. So it's like it's like on top of it, and you could make him be like a super awesome, cool, overpowered character because he would be. You could, they could only, they could only summon them like when things are absolutely super dire. And then you're about of water. Yeah. And like, and like, uh, you could have, you could have a thing where like, uh, where like air razors like carrying him. <laughs> like, cause they don't have to breathe, assumedly. No. Like, he could probably, he could probably, they could, he could survive, they could do it so he could survive out of water, but he wouldn't be able to, he would just be sort of flapping around and, yeah. And, and no, it definitely like have to could make a cool story out of it. They yeah. totally could, but I think Gwen well, wanted a funny answer, so that's what I was trying. I just, well, you know, at least it's not like like they don't try and do something like they did in in some of the Pokemon games, like the Coliseum mm-hmm. games on the GameCube, basically, and you know where where it's 3D arena fighting. 
the the things that are like specifically water, like especially like Goldine and uh, uh, what was it like some of the eel type things? They just floated in air, like the uh-huh. air was water. Which, by the way, was absolutely one of the funniest things ever. Was because there was this one character that you came back to. He had two uh, balmers, which are those little ball whale things from the uh, third gen. Is it third gen? Third gen's ruby sapphire. Third gen is that ruby. is third gen, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From third gen, and when you go back, they have evolved into waylords, and they actually kind of did uh, scale to size. So, like when you first fight them, it's just these two ball Pokemon on either side of them. Because uh, uh, in that, in uh, I think it's Pokemon Coliseum on GameCube was like all uh, double battles. Mm-hmm. But then when you go back to him, he just throws them out, and just suddenly these two giant waylords fill up the entire screen. He's like a small pixel next to them <laughs> and it's just hilarious it's like uh, <laughs> but anyways uh i also wanted to point out that in uh heart gold and soul silver having a magic harp follow you behind you was actually kind of fun too <laughs> one time i talked to it and it just and the and the sprite just flipped around and it was like magic harp did a little dance oh i had a magic harp as my buddy in pokemon go forever so i could get a gyarados <laughs> I got a Gyarados. That's He's cute. awesome. My friend caught a Gyarados the first day he played Pokemon Go. He caught a wild oh. Gyarados. Wow. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, it was only CP10. But, like, still. Yeah, it would take a lot of... You'd have to buy a lot of... Uh, you get a lot of Magikarps to ground into candy to power him up. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But it probably still would... For Gyarados, it still would probably be easier to, like, just... Just uh, power him up until you until you get to uh, two thousand or however however big CP you want to have him be. Mine's up right around twenty five hundred right now. So yeah, likewise. Um, right now I've got a I've got a, a Pupitar as my buddy. Also, oh. uh, since we're on the topic, uh, raid encounters are awesome. Yes. I haven't gotten to try them yet, so I can't do them because I'm a high enough level, and I'm probably never going to get that high level. But that's really cool that you're enjoying them. Well. Uh, they've lowered the level yeah. that you have to be at. You only need to be okay. 25 now. I'm not even there. It's not okay. even 25. Uh, my, my wife's uh, 19, I think, and she's oh, able okay. to do them. Because they, they, they started, the, like, the first couple days it was 31, then it was down to 25, then it's yeah. lower. And and the ones that I've been soloing lately, you could probably be, like, level 10 and be... What is a raid encounter? Huh. Um, the, the gyms they now just added can, it, right? Yeah, the gyms now will have occasionally an egg pop up with a timer, and when the timer expires, uh, you'll get like a high level, uh, high powered uh, Pokemon that you can have like up to a group of nine fight. Uh, it, it depends on the. It depends on them. I've I ran oh, into. Yeah. Uh, I had one that was uh, an eighteen thousand CP Gengar. Yeah. That uh, wow. it, it said the suggested size for that raid encounter was twenty players. Oh wow! Wow. But yeah. So I was unsuccessful in soloing it. Yeah. It's pretty cool though <laughs> that you could like. But you, you all have, kind of yeah. team up and raid yeah. it. That's really uh-huh. cool. You have like levels one to f- five. My favorite part about that game when I was playing it was just running into random people and like yeah. hanging out with them and playing together. So that's like really cool that they introduced that. I I hope it revitalizes it a bit because that was a really good time. Pokemon Go was big. It does seem that like it really has revitalized fun. a bit. Yeah, I mean people people are definitely still playing it. Uh, we just got a new question. I just oh we did like literally just got a new question yeah. sixteen seconds ago. 
<laughs> All right, hold on. I was going to say uh, it's from it's from Profound Pants. Uh, Riley, maybe. Ah, uh, yes, I see it too. Okay, I got this one. Uh, okay, so last up got uh, got Profound Pants thinking about werewolves. So she's got to ask, uh, what would the effects of lycanthropy on a transformer be like? <laughs> huh. Well, you see, whatever their beast mode is would turn into a wolf. And then the robot form would turn into a hybrid wolf fan. I'm going to say that. I would think it would just be kind of, I think like Cranthropy would just basically mess with their, uh, their transforming program. Maybe it would turn them into like a, so a if they aren't already, like it wouldn't have any effect on silver bolt, but like you give it to black Iraqi and suddenly she's a wolf spider. Well, no, I was going to say like, it'd be like, you know, Oh, well, you know, they get bit by a werewolf. It's like, oh, nothing happens. And then when the full moon hits them, suddenly they just automatically transform with no, with no, with uh, no control whatsoever. Mm, I could see that. And so, like during the three days of the full moon, they're just stuck in beast mode and and like feral minded until it's over. So mm. if it was if it was season one, then what would happen? What I think would be cool would happen. I'm going to piggyback off of Jordan here. <laughs> they would they would lose control. Like in the, in sort of in the lead up to the full moon, like in the, like it, like before the sun goes down at like four in the afternoon or something, they would lose control. They would, they would turn into their beast mode and sort of give into their animal instincts or, or be tempted by the animal instincts at least. Mm -hmm. And then once the moon came out at that point, their beast, their beast mode would, would transform into a, um, a warped wolf version of that animal, but more wolf than, than like sort of like, cause like a werewolf kind of looks like a human. Like they kind of vaguely have human characteristics depending on the design, but also is mostly just a wolf. Mm-hmm. So like it would be like black or acne would be mostly a wolf, but maybe she would have extra legs or something. Um, now so half spider. Yeah, yeah, but more wolf. Like I think I don't know. No, I, I, don't know. No, I, I think I think that's a, no. I like your I like your theory. I'm not a graphic know. designer. Now, if um <laughs> if it happened in season three, um they would uh, turn into a car for no reason and get lots of extra guns. Um, profound pants. Uh, she theorizes the would they have a third form only available during a full moon? Would it be just like a beast form? Would they get hairy in robot form? So we ought to already answer these things for him fans, but that's interesting stuff to bring up where it's like they just get a third form in the full moon, stuff like that. But I like Kendall's a lot, like his idea of them getting more feral and then in the full moon getting like a wolf beast hybrid form. By the way, I think there there is an actual uh, type of spider called called a wolf spider. Yeah, oh, yeah, is. absolutely. Yes, yeah. there is. <laughs> and we were, it's it's kind of a joke when I was saying wolf spider because like yeah. I'm imagining more like a spider midsection with a four, with an abdomen <laughs> of a spider and eight spider legs, which is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the speed of a cheetah and the power of a wolf, Cheetor. <laughs> um, so I you, think we, yeah, we, we still got questions from questions Derek. From, yeah. Oh, yeah, we should do those because I, I told him we would, so we should. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so way back when, Eric, uh, whose handle's at the moon rules on 
on Twitter asked us a couple of questions. And the first one, uh, how would you approach, uh, sorry, hold on. How would you approach whether or not Santa is real, uh, when a kid asks? I actually and, have uh, a relevant answer to this question. <laughs> I feel like we just got this question on Teenagers of Attitude yeah. yesterday. It's kind of funny. Well, that's the thing is that he po- I'm pretty sure he posted these questions to uh, multiple uh, podcasts, and this yes. is just us finally getting to it. Yeah, and, so. and and when we did it, we just deferred to Simon or Simon. Sorry. <laughs> oh, are you going to defer um, to me on this one? Uh, well, he's no. Simon's like a new father <laughs> with a kid. So, I mean, what did you do with your son, though, Craig? Um, well, I've basically I went the same route that my parents did with me in that uh, when I got old enough to sort of ask, they told me that no, he's not real. However, Saint Nicholas had been a real person and was known for giving gifts. So, we we carry on that tradition in in his spirit. Uh, to try and, you know, make things better for everybody that time of year. So, and that's what I sort of tried to convey to my son as well. So, yeah, I just realized that teenage, I mean, is it, it, they don't come out, they're a week, they're a week behind. They're, yeah. they're but two, like, weeks, there's a two week delay. Yeah. yeah but it's yeah. kind of funny that like, Teenage Magic comes out on Friday and we come out on Saturday. So if it wasn't, it would have been like literally like, Here's Teenage Attitude's answer. Here's Beast Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm War and Beast. So, um, oh. let me tell you what what I what I told my cat when she asked if there was Santa was real. Did you say meow meow you, meow? Did, did you just like freak out and jump out the window because <laughs> your cat talked? Uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> this is here's, here's um here's Jesus. my here are my thoughts on the subject. So, um, I am as much as as much as I come across as someone that hates fun. I do like fun. And I think that there is a uh that there is a fun both for the theoretically both for the parent and for the kid in in perpetuating that that illusion of of a uh, of of a, of, a, of a Santa Claus. I think if somebody else's kid somebody else's kid asked me about it, I would I would say um, that it's a that it's a legend or that I, you know, that I don't know I don't know whether it's true or not. I think if it was my kid and they were asking me about it, I would I would use my judgment. I mean, I think that there is a line. Uh, I I basically had figured it out, but when I was about ten, my mom told me. Um, but it, but also, I think it is there is something fun to you know having your your little kid and they give the cookies for the Santa and and also oh, yeah. there's and, and frankly there's also some fun. Uh, in, in, uh, in kind of trying to hide it from your kid and, and having your kid kind of, kind of trying to, trying to catch you in your lie. I think that there's, there's some fun to that as well. And if it does figure it out, there's some fun for them ruining it for other kids. So. Teaching children you know, how to root out lies. I think, I, I mean, I think that you can have some fun with it. I also, um, like, I have known people who have, uh, Middle, middle school age kids who they still try to like maintain the illusion and, and convince that they're, that Santa's real. And that, I think that there is, there is probably a line somewhere, but, uh, you know, but I, I do think, I, do, I also don't think there's anything wrong with, uh, with perpetu- perpetuating a lie, especially 
I mean, you know, there's a, I think that, I think that that having that scarring moment of, of finding out that, that this thing that you've believed all your life is false, uh, you know, it's probably good to learn that lesson that, that some of these, some things that you, that you hold to be, uh, incredible, true and, and, and give you hope in your life are, are, are going to end up being, being false. And, and, uh, and learning that lesson with something like Santa Claus that in, that in some ways doesn't, you know, even if it matters to a kid, it doesn't actually affect you whether Santa Claus is real or not. Um, is better than learning that lesson, you know, when you go to college and realize that this, that the thing you wanted to do with the rest of your life is not something that you want to do with the rest of your life. And then, you know, so that's at least, I don't even know if I agree with all that, but I think that that's the other, that's at least the other side of it compared with the, the just don't, just don't lie. I think I'm just going to like, be like, oh yeah, and then as soon as they figure it out, just be like, yeah, that's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like I don't know. Again, I'm, it's going to be a while till I don't know if I'll if I, if I I want kids, but we'll see what happens. You know, I would say that I probably would let the kid believe what they want to believe up until a point. You know, unless it because I'm always under the idea that you know you can believe what you want to believe as long as it doesn't hurt others. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I might. Like there's been there was that viral post going around where uh parents were talking about how they transitioned like in their they had a tradition of transitioning a kid from getting gifts from Santa and then giving gifts as Santa. Oh. And basically when they start when they started questioning Santa, they explained that yeah, there there there's not enough you know, like there's just they're just one person. They can't uh like even with magic, you know, they can't give gifts to everyone so people help by giving gifts to people who really need it or deserve it or would like a gift or anything like that and they basically were like and so like you know basically they would say like this is a big secret and now that you know about it like you you can give a gift to someone as santa once a year and like you pick it and we'll help you until you can do it on your own blah 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 and and basically like kind of just keep the whole concept of gift giving and 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 giving of of the season and stuff like that without having to actually like really uh completely destroy one's one's you know ideal of of the of what Santa is. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. Like, like I'm that. sure if you if you did an internet search you could find the the actual post I'm talking about by the way cuz I think it even like there was an article written up by like uh Vogue or something about it. Hmm. I'll have to try and take a look. All right, and then we've got one more question from Eric. Yep. And uh and they wanted to know that if that if we had the choice between gaining 10 million uh dollars but dying the in 10 years peace Wait, hold on. Okay, so it's either wait, get 10 wait. million dollars and die uh in in 10 years peacefully in your sleep or you can turn down that money and just live your live a full life. And it's like, would you, would you rather have uh, more time or the ten ten years with the money to to build a lasting legacy? So basically, like, you know, either or, ten million dollars and you die in ten years, or just live your life fully. Am I, what if my life fully is like I die in the next day? <laughs> well, that that's the gamble you have to take because I mean that's just ten and, years. No, and well, and 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 and, the, and I don't think. 
the uh, 10 million in dying 10 years is uh, accounting for accidents. So, like, if something happens and you accidentally get killed, that might that might not count. I'm only 29. I don't want to die when I'm 39. Fuck that. <laughs> I'd rather live a full life and, like, do lots of stuff and be rich myself. I guess I could be super selfless and take the money and then donate it all to charity and be like, yo. Yeah, that's <laughs> so sort of where I'm conflicted with so. it. I'm sort of conflicted as to whether or not, you know, live the rest of my life without the money or take the money and just try and, and do as much good with it over the next 10 years as absolutely possible. That would be very selfless for sure, but I'm not sure if, if I could be that selfless. I don't know. Part of me is just like, I hope I survive long enough to the singularity and I can just transfer my conscience to a robot body. Because <laughs> I, I, at this point, I just would rather live forever, but or at least a semblance of life forever and decide when I want to stop. I mean, if all goes according to plan, within the next 10 years, I'm going to have $10 million. So, <laughs> so obviously, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, everything's going to go according to plan. This Warren Beast is going to become the most popular podcast on the internet. All and uh, we're going to get all that, that internet money. They're going to revive Warren Beast on net, or I mean, Beast Wars on Netflix when we were exactly when we run out of episodes. <laughs> and then they will produce one episode a week for all eternity so that we can review them. And then we'll get hired by the president of Transformers to write the next season of Beast Wars. The president and- of Transformers. <laughs> yes. Yes. Not, I mean, not the president of Hasbro. No, the president of Transformers. They're going to, mm-hmm. they're going to restructure. Okay. Um, because Transformers, uh, after the, after the 10th Michael Bay movie, Transformers is actually going to become an independent nation. <laughs> Um, the first president may very well be Michael Bay, um, but I have but but there's term limits, so yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. There's the answers, Eric. <sighs> and that's all the questions we have. Woo! All the questions. Uh, anybody got anything they would like to plug this week? Um, I'll plug uh, David Husted's. Uh, new podcast prince track by track is going on there i think they're on the is it, which one was dirty mind was that the second or third prince album uh, I don't recall i can because that's that's because that's the one they just they just started uh like i like when uh when we're recording this the first the first episode of that album came out today Okay. Um, so they're, so they're, they're, they're moving along pretty well. It's, it's, it's really fun. Cause like, um, even when we were doing like the, the rest of development, stuff like that, Darren did a lot of research and like a lot of time, like he went, put a lot of time into everything. So mm-hmm. he's all like when, even if the, the episodes, the episodes are, are pretty short so far. Like they're only like, they're, I haven't seen one uh, above even go past like 30 minutes like they're usually and even then they're usually just 18 but he packs in a lot of in, nice inter- information like you know he gives background uh some of the stuff and the and the people you know him and the guests he has they go into some really nice you know like personal stories about what they thought of the song and and stuff like that it's it's kind of nice cool so i'll plug that today um, you can catch my art at dangershare.tumblr.com and on Twitter at this is emeralds and Instagram at, at this is emerald. Um, and th- this week I did a bunch of pizza party art because I like to draw the, what's happening during the sessions on this, while the stream's going on. It was and really I drew Mike's, good. 
Thank you. I really appreciate it. Cause like, I mean, they were super sketchy and quick, but I, yeah, I did okay. And, um, I drew Timmy, Mike's character, um, Edith, Molly's character punching, uh, a goddess. And I drew, um, and Timmy was all bandaged up. And I drew, uh, Jet, Ashley's character dabbing. <laughs> she said that, that image in her head made her, made her <laughs> smile. So I was like, I gotta draw that. And then I just, um, drew Zazzy. Which is uh, this this Young time with his boy? Yeah, he's and um <laughs> and and he's really great. And it, it wasn't until after I finished drawing him that Luke, someone else pointed out, I think, and then Luke saw it too. Was he's just John from Homestuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and then um I drew Edith again, like but more fully like drawn out, just because I'm, I'm gonna actually do that for every character, and I kind of want to. I have an idea for more pizza party art. I really love pizza party. It's a gr- if you're not listening to pizza party. And you like tabletop stuff, even if you don't, it, it's just a great story, and everyone plays a character is great. So that's something else. Like every Saturday, I think they, I think this week they did Friday, but every Saturday, um, check them out. So later tonight, probably you'll when you have to do this, check out uh, on videoentropy.com the Pizza Party uh, Fate Core game they do, and also check out Going Pear Shaped. With Matt and Mike, because I'm just going to plug them for reasons, you know? (laughs) (laughs) They had an episode that just came out today, actually. It did. I I need to listen to that still, the grab bag. Yeah. Yep. Kendall, how about you? Um, you can see all the stuff I do on KendallCast.ninja. Um, I've been doing a project called Unguitard, where I am, uh, reworking, uh, songs that I've written over the last 10 or 15 years, uh, to not have guitars in them and uh, featuring the ukulele. Uh, I also have uh, been writing some, like, review is kind of a grandiose term, um, like little blurbs on there um, In while I'm bored at work mostly of the video games that I've been playing. I just... Uh, you have a gaming just, blog. Yeah, I guess the blog entries is the best term. Uh, I've been... Uh, Right, I wrote a blog entry this morning about uh, my very first impressions of Dark Souls. Still think it's uh, very similar to Sky- Skyrim. It's nothing no one- like Skyrim! <laughs> the only similarity is that they're medieval fantasy. Ah! In an open world with lots of characters. Dark Souls is not open world! <laughs> Pretty open world. It's not. It's like Metroidvania type gameplay, where it's like there's a big, like, map but it's not open world you can't just like go around wandering like they're levels like they're designed to be going through a certain way like ah okay (laughs) (laughs) especially when you go to dark souls 2 where it's not even like dark souls 1 where like you 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 walk to every area there's like you actually got like transported to different areas in dark souls 2 i believe and then demon souls is like that and yeah i don't know i'm i'm uh, only four hours into it and I spent three hours getting killed by the same stupid zombies. It's tough. I told you. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was worried. Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. I don't care. Dark was, Souls. And Dark Souls. No, I mean, like, it, it's super rewarding. And, if, and it, I hope you enjoy it, Kendall. I just don't want you, you to not enjoy it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I always saw Dark, Dark Dark Souls in some of those games, basically, like, in the similar vein, where basically there's a brick wall, and all you can really do is... Uh, crouch, aim your shoulder, and just keep crashing into it. And you chip it. <laughs> and you chip it, 
but you're not going to bounce. You're not going to like the first few times. You're definitely not going to get through that wall. I I don't want to like be like, oh, I'm such a good gamer, but I don't think Dark Souls and Bloodborne games are that hard. You just gotta like gotta learn it, and then once you do, I've never I, when I played Bloodborne, I never had more than two tries, two or three tries on a boss, and I think the only boss I had really had trouble with was um, Ebrietus, and then Dark Souls three I had a little bit more trouble with, and it was a few bosses that I tried like five to ten times but i don't but i don't think i'm i think i'm pretty good at those games mm-hmm. the the point i was trying to say you need stubborn determination to get through some of those uh some of the fights definitely and i i think like it's a fair game it's just tough and you have to like yeah you have to learn it and 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 just keep trying i mean it's it's uh, yeah, I mean it, what I've run into so far my biggest complaint is that there are some things in it that are like intentionally clearly the controls are designed to be intentionally dense like the fact that it doesn't pause when you pull up your menu screen is <laughs> dumb well that's a that's a stylist that's a that's a design choice because right they, right it's a design choice to intentionally make the game worse. <laughs> it doesn't make it worse in my and if you know fair enough if you don't like it that's fair I'm just saying that I like the fact that you have to be constantly and like pay attention and on edge and it's partly because it's an online game that they have that um I, I, again I think the controls are really tight and good but fair enough um for me this week uh, we just had a new podcast that premiered on Audio Entropy it is yeah. uh, Skies of Academia. It's uh hosted oh, yeah. Dustin's by, new yep, one, right? It's hosted by Dustin. Uh he he's got the, the first three episodes up now. Uh episode zero, episode one, and episode two. Uh it sort of delves a bit more into gaming rather than just like from a score standpoint. Uh the sort of deep dive into specific aspects of like game mechanics or storytelling or culture. Um they review uh, Final Fantasy X and X2 in the episode zero, they go over the topic of avatars, like over like multiple games in episode one, and then they sort of do a bit of a dive into near automata, uh, in episode two. So, so yeah, there's that as well. Uh, we've got a new episode of Going Pear Shape that came out today as well as Inside the Master Studio. Uh, and I do know that there's another thing in the pipeline that I, Emily, Jordan, as well as Mike from TWA and Going Pear Shaped are all yeah. sort of involved in. I'm not going to say excited. what, but it's in the works. <laughs> Hopefully we're going to start on it this weekend, perhaps. Um, yeah, and, it might. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how we're releasing that. I'm not sure either. we're doing it Friday, but. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is it Friday or Saturday? I think it's Saturday. Okay, yeah. okay never mind. Saturday. Just uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so some, something else is coming. Um, and then of course, if you haven't checked it out already, uh, go check out Audio Entropy for the the last Jackbox stream that we did. Uh, really fun time. Oh my god, they, it went for a very very long time after I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it was a ton of fun in any time that we do those. Uh, Mike is gracious enough to host it. And, uh, if anybody can get on to, to see it all happen, it's pretty fun. So I think everybody have a good time with it. So yeah, there you go. Another episode down. Episode 43. We're on episode 44 of the Warren Beast podcast next week. 
and episode four of season three. So we're getting there. It's, it's yep. the end is closing in. Uh, yeah, Oop. there you go. For, for War and Beast this week, I have been Greg. I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. I'm Kendall. Let's roll, folks. So I'm like on uh, uh, Generation 31 on my Magikarp for Magikarp Jump. Great. <laughs> <laughs>